Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio control. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony Cece. Tony Cece. All right, all right, all right, you guys. Welcome to another While My Batteries Charge podcast. And I do have batteries on the charger. And uh, I am getting ready to do some run videos of some of the cars that you guys have asked to see in the last live stream that I did. Um, I realized, however, I, I wasn't fair in that live stream. I said, help me choose the car to use in my next bash video. But I came in kind of with one as I came out here to do it. I looked through what ones that I wanted to offer up. And I immediately, in my mind, got this idea of doing the Kaiju. And I might have pushed that one because that's the one I ended up doing the video on. Um, and there was some people interested in seeing that. But I feel like there was actually more people that wanted to see uh, the Mojave run and the Stampede. Eh, probably the Mojave and then... There was quite a few on the DB Pro, but I think the Rampage by Kyosho might have had the second most after the Mojave. As I went back and kind of watched it uh, last night as I was working on the video, um, I realized, you know, I chose this one kind of because I thought in the beginning this would be the good one to do, and I kind of put it forward, but then... I feel like as I watch, and, and I can't keep up with all the comments in the end, I still went with the Kaiju because I said at the end of the video that would be the one I would do. And then I made a list of all the ones that I would do after that, um, taking all the ones that you want to see and uh, putting them into an order. So, And I put the Mojave at the bottom of that list, and I don't know why. I think the Mojave was actually mentioned more times than most of the others. So I'm going to do the Mojave um, and the right after the Stampede because I did like what Earl Moorhead was saying about running an older car, and then running some of the newer stuff and seeing how far things have come. And I think that's a really awesome thing to do. Granted, mine have been updated. My Stampedes are not running stock anymore. Um, they're running brushless. Uh, I think maybe the son of a digger is not. Anyway, I've got to go through and find uh, the radios for those because I am not sure where they are after my move. But we're going to try and get that out and running today. I think at least my old Gravedigger, which is the one I'm going to run because it's the first RC that I bought when I got into the hobby as an adult. And so we're going to do that one. And then Mojave, the Tenacity DB Pro, the Kyosho Outlaw, and the Madvan. So that's kind of my list of cars right now to get a, a run in on, uh, filtered in with some other stuff that I'll be doing like comps and um you know, builds and like product review stuff. But I've got this list of ones that I just want to get out and do bash videos with. So uh, that is on the docket. Today I put out uh, a question um, asking people if they had any questions and I said I'd answer them on the, the podcast. And there was a few that came in RC related. I didn't actually make it so it had to be RC related. It's my, my bad. Um, but there's a few of them. We'll go ahead and answer some of those and uh, kind of talk through some other things RC-related in this here podcast. So I'll start with the questions, and then we'll move to a little bit of the Red Cat Kaiju Bash and um, why I think that that thing is still a great basher for the money. Uh, 
I, I just thoroughly enjoyed that bash. I'll try to save it for a little bit later. Um, get to your questions. We'll talk about stuff going on with CCXRC because that's what this podcast started with is more of a behind the scenes um, and updates and things that I can't always address through the YouTube channel. This is kind of another means to be able to to communicate and um, just let you guys know what's going on here. So everybody scaling Jeremy Griffith had a very dumb question. Um, I should have expected such a thing from him um, because, you know, reasons well known to everybody. <laughs> Just kidding, Jeremy. You know I love you. He said, what's my favorite hat? And that's actually a pretty good question um, because I, I really like hats these days. I didn't used to. Uh, but as I've gotten older and I feel older, hats make me feel younger. So uh, I can, I can kind of keep a little bit of youthfulness with my flat-brimmed hat. So uh, what is my favorite hat? For a while, it was my own hat, the camouflage CCXRC logoed hat. I still like that hat, uh, but I have a really kind of a big head uh, and most hats, especially when you leave them flat brimmed, it, it pulls it tighter. And I'm on like the last two snaps. And if you go to one, it does a weird little like V shape in the back and it's just dumb. Um, I really like, there's two that I really like right now. My Hoonigan hat is probably my favorite hat. It's a good fit. Mainly. I really like the fit of it. It just feels a little bit bigger. And then second to that would probably be my reefs RC hat. Just simple black hats with a white logo. I like it. Uh, I'm getting ready to actually put in an order for uh, some new CCXRC hats. Actually, I'm not putting in an order. I redesigned my logo so that it have like a a horizontal version. Like mine's like square. And that doesn't work on every type of product or every type of website or whatever. It becomes very small in order to fit in that little rectangle that they give you instead of a square. So I, I'm working up one that will work is when I have to do things horizontally, it'll work. Also, my logo, the hat people through Teespring that do the embroidery for them said that it's too intricate a design. They can't do it. Although I've had it embroidered several places and they're able to digitize it. And the lack of detail is actually what makes it look cool. That was the whole idea behind the logo in the first place. But you can't really talk when everything's online like that. You can't convince them to do it anyway. So I've redesigned it and I'm trying to get it uh, printed and uh, not printed, but embroidered. So hopefully I'll have a new hat coming here soon. Black with the white logo, the new CCXRC logo that you see on the YouTube top header and on my Facebook header right now. So I'm still keeping my original logo. I dig it. Still love it. I think it's uh, iconic in a way. Like you see it and you know, like, so I'm not getting rid of it. I'm just kind of supplementing it for when I need to. Um, so, yeah, so that's the answer to that. Hoonigan and Reefs RC. Pat Smage asks, where in Wisconsin might you be going? I'm in southeast Wisconsin and have a spot worth stopping for. Um, I'm actually trying to get up to Freestyle RC. So kind of central, north central. Wisconsin, um, and they've got some monster truck racing and buggy racing that I was going to go up there for, hang out uh, with my buddies from Freestyle RC, see their shop, 
do some other business stuff and uh, turn around. I don't know that I'd have time for another stop, and I might not be going through Southeast if I wait until they open up the ferry to come across. It's a much shorter drive if I can do the ferry, and gas prices is what they are. My truck likes to guzzle gas, so it'd be a very expensive drive to go down and around. What was What's in the box, RC, asks... What was your most successful video so far? Well, let me go back to Pat. I would be curious. Let me know what this spot is that's worth stopping for. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I can't do it. I'm just saying it would be hard to do it. And so if you could fill me in more, I'm actually quite interested because it's actually probably an easier stop to get to Southeast Wisconsin, even in future trips. So I'm not writing it off. Sorry, I'm not trying to blow it off. I definitely am interested. Um, but I'm going to be limited in what I bring because of what I'm trying to bring back. What was your most successful video so far? So what, oddly enough, I'm actually pulling up YouTube right now. Um, oddly enough, it is not an RC video. So I will try to give you answers to what's my most popular video and then what is my most popular of the uh, RC videos. So my most popular video is the do-it-yourself monster jam toy track and jumps for hot wheel trucks. (laughs) That is my most popular video with like 1.6 million views. So it's not even that many. When you look at what Talbot and RC Sparks and other YouTube channels get, they get some massive number of views on their, their videos. So that's my first over a million. Second to that is um, my RC Gravedigger Monster Truck Big Air Bashing, which was my Traxxas 110 scale, my original one that I was talking about earlier, that Stampede, and it's got about 645,647. Um, then it's one of my shorts, backflip in a massive scale monster truck with Ryan Anderson RC mud truck racing, which is interesting that that's one of the top ones. My, uh, RC star Wars, AT, AT Walker at, at Walker. A couple of the RC star Wars ones are up in the hundreds. Um, low C five T video actually let 24. Um, the Traxxas max. There's, there's quite a few grave digger monster truck in virtual reality. So some of those early ones, the actual Yeti video. Um, yeah. So there's there's quite a few over 50,000, but not many over 100,000 on the channel as I'm looking right now. So, uh, yeah. I hope that answers that. That was my most successful video. And that's not counting Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Uh, I think that the that Kyosho Phaser, um, the Dodge Charger one recently on Instagram went pretty crazy. Do you believe in aliens? Super Zuck TV. Um... I don't know. 
I don't think about it that much. Like, I'm not worried about aliens taking over the world or, like, crazy contacts or whatever. I think that there's definitely some unidentified objects that are flying in the air, and whether those are from countries or what that are testing things, it's it's crazy. Um, but I'm, I also don't necessarily think that we are the only planet out here that might have life on it. Like... What we keep learning over time is we just keep expanding and seeing more. And, and who's not to say that there's not other stuff way out there. So, uh, you know, it would be pretty um, – I don't know. It, it would be very big of us to think that we, we were the only things out there. Um, What's the podcast called? So they won't be uh, getting this. <laughs> <laughs> they won't hear the answer to this. Wrath of Phil doesn't even know where to hear it, the answer to his question. Uh, the podcast is called While My Batteries Charge. And you, if you're listening to this, you know that. So you're welcome for that answer. <laughs> Do you have a Claude Buster? So he doesn't follow too closely, I guess. Although I haven't shown the Claude Busters a whole lot recently. Yes, I had about 10 Clodbusters. Now I'm down to built ones. Um, how many do I have built? One, two, three, four, five. I think I have six built ones. And I have the possibility of building two more sitting in boxes on the shelf. And I got rid of a few before I moved. So, yes, is the short answer to that question. But I love the Claude Buster. Well, all mine are updated. I don't love it as it comes box stock. It's all right. But changing the steering on it um, and not running four steer the way that they have it set up is definitely huge. And then if you get like a J Concepts regulator chassis or Crawford Performance uh, retro chassis, that, I mean, awesome stuff. Uh, if you can only keep one tenth versus twenty fourth scale, uh, definitely tenth scale. I know I've been doing a lot of twenty fourth scale stuff. Uh, that's because of winter here. Winter is not the longest season of. It feels like it at times. In Michigan, but there's spring, summer, fall that I can run my 10th scale and be happy. But during winter, I'm definitely leaning toward the 24th scale because uh, like the indoor comps and all that, I think it comes down to that more than anything. I just really enjoy the 24th scale comps that we have here. Uh, and I never really liked comping with my crawlers before. And um, I just kind of like driving them around, like trailing with them more than anything. So, um, yeah, so my trucks aren't set up for that. Where my minis have been setting up and people haven't gone as crazy with the upgrades yet that they've gone to the levels with their 110 scale for comps. And so I can kind of keep up more, I think, is where it really comes down to, whereas my trail trucks don't comp as well as their dedicated comp trucks 
And so it's just easier for me to feel like I'm somewhat close with the minis. Uh, mini monster trucks are fun. They're a lot of fun indoors. And I think it's a, a really cool part of the market that's untapped. And I'm loving to try and figure stuff out with it. I, I really hope that somebody comes out with something because I really think that it, it offers people some indoor fun with RC that is just, it's a, it's a riot. So um, <clears throat> I think there's potential for racing them in small shops. I think there's a lot of things that can happen with them. So yes, that would be my answer to that. And the last question was, what does inspire you when you go on to a new project? Movies, shows, pictures, etc. Um, <clears throat> what is inspiring me? You know, a lot of times I don't even think about it too much. It's just I want to do something. I, you know, I don't really search for inspiration for any builds or anything like that because <clears throat> I don't do a whole lot of crazy builds that are based off of a, a movie or a TV show or a car that they've seen in magazines where you're replicating it uh, other than monster trucks. So I think that, you know, a lot of the inspiration for me comes from the monster truck world, at least for the RC side of things and what we're seeing them do and you know, the idea of being able to jump massive trucks like those. And even when you tr bring that over to, you know, running the Kaiju or the Creighton or any of that, you know, I kind of still see the ties to the monster trucks and what they're doing. So um, I guess that would be an inspiration for me. And what those guys are doing, um, the Andersons, uh, Bari, Tyler uh, Meninga, um, Weston now, Kristen, you know, I mentioned Anderson's as a whole, but even now with what Weston and Kristen are doing, along with Adam and Ryan, um, Tom Mintz, I mean, it's crazy what these people are doing in these huge, massive trucks as they're going out there. Todd LaDuke, I mean, I could list all the drivers. I mean, all of them are really kind of pushing this thing to the next level, and it's super cool to see. So, um, yeah, I... Uh, I definitely find inspiration watching those guys. Uh, other than that inspiration, uh, a lot of it I find from other people and what they're doing. You know, I'll sit down and watch a YouTube video and see what somebody's doing and think, oh, man, I want to do that. And so I'll, you know, get whatever car there is and they're doing and, you know, do my own version of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's more for me... I'm trying to think of where I have some crazy builds. So like with my 24 skills, I'm doing more building and aftermarket stuff with those than anywhere. Uh, and so some of that comes from the companies that are just trying new things and I want to test it out. Like MoFo's got a bunch of cool stuff for the 24 scale. Um, in fact, I have a build to do with his stuff here coming soon. Uh, I, I have on my desk here actually right now, I just got from Etsy. Uh, I ordered some of the 3D printed monster truck wheels and tires and i gotta say i'm pretty impressed with how they look they look amazing and you know this soft uh i don't know it's awesome the way that these tires feel but the look of them is what's really cool so it's um black beadlock rings with like a, a silver so you must have a, a dual color printer, first of all. 
anyway, the whole thing is just really wicked what he's done with this. And I cannot wait to give it a try. Um, and I can't tell if he glued these on or if he did it where he switched the inks over or the, the PLA to not, if there's a point where he's got a three different types and it tells it to become, and it's all just printed as one product or what, but I'm, I'm thoroughly intrigued by this and how it, it feels because it doesn't seem to come apart. So either he's glued them, which I don't see evidence of gluing, or he's gone and done it with three different filaments into a printer, and it's all kind of one thing, and you've got the hard wheel, or hard, yeah, wheel with the the soft tire. Flexible filament. It's crazy. Anyway, so, um, you know, seeing what people are doing with that... Uh, Lots of forms, I find inspiration there. And then, you know, you see what they do, but then you try and do it with whatever your favorite truck is or whatever. Um, but, yeah, a lot of it's just seeing what companies do in FureTech. I want to try out their stuff, so that goes into my build. And then, you know, then I have an idea for something I want to do. But most of my stuff I don't go too crazy on. Most of it looks pretty stock uh, from the outside. And... You know, I, I come at it from a different, the whole hobby from a different perspective than say a Harley Design Skill Builders Guild or or other people, where I'm I'm still that guy that's looking at it more like a newbie in some ways. Um, you know, my level's beyond that, but you know, I'm still trying to see what the cars do when you get them and how they are. Where they're just like. I don't even want to run it like it is. I'm going to, you know, completely <laughs> do it my way and take it apart and build it how I want it um, and go complete custom with everything. Where that's not me for most things going complete custom on it all. Um, I think that a lot of these handle pretty awesome out of the box and I'm not striving for that like little extra edge uh, that some people are because I'm doing it more for fun factor, uh, not for competition. And I'm not even competing to get like the biggest air or whatever, even that for, for YouTube reasons. So that was a long answer to that question. <laughs> all right. That was all the questions on that round. Um, I made the mistake of when I posted that stories are an interesting thing. So if you do a lot of them in one day, then it can be hard to find when you post something like this question thing. So anyway, um, so red cat Kaiju, I still think that that thing for the price, it is priced. Um, uh, let me see some of the, the competition here. I'll go over to a main because they'll have probably the best trucks to look into as far as, um, pricing goes. Let me see. I need to find electric. I think that it's still. One of the best shop electric. Shoot. I'll say shop monster trucks. That's going to give me a better idea. And I'll do it. I'll sort things by price. So in the realm or the range of the Kaiju, which comes in at about $450 as a 6S vehicle. Um... There's not a whole lot in that range. You have the 
The T Max is four eighty nine. The Creighton four S was four sixty nine. Um and those aren't around. The forest line isn't around. But you have the Traxxas Haas 3S is four sixty nine, uh, and then you have below that, you've got the Kaiju at four fifty nine, then the Mad Crusher, and that was about four forty. But you really can't get that easily. Emax, so you have an Emax. No, it's T Max. That's scratch and dent still. So you have the Rival is four hundred from Team Associated. The Stampede four-wheel drive brushless is $399. And it's much smaller feeling than the... And then at about $370, you've got the 3S lineup. Uh, and actually, at Bitco Hobby, they have the the Kaiju for 430 bucks. So there's really nothing else. And it's 6S capable. I run it on 4S. I just find it to be more reliable that way uh, because the problem is, and it's not that it's not reliable on 6S. The problem is on 6S, it can do triple backflips, and I try to do triple backflips, and I land on trigger, or I go so big with it that you know I will crash and break something. Uh, but the problem is if you land on throttle 6S, that much power, you can definitely chew through some of the drive cups off the diffs and you got to take apart the diff and get it. They make it actually very easy to take apart. I would have actually done the swap over pretty easily, except I was trying to put, they make like this, somebody made a, a sleeve that you put over the drive cup and I could not get it on, um, onto the, the drive cup. So I fought with it for a while before just putting it back together without them, but I haven't had it break again since, but I've also been running it on four S and, it really handles the 4S power uh, very well. So if you want, you can bump it up to 6S. I don't think I don't think it's necessary. I know some people will say, well, that's why I'd get it as 6S. But I'm looking at it in the realm of where is it compared to 4S vehicles. If the Traxxas Max is $570 for a 4S vehicle, this is at 430 So it's like $140 less. Um, it handles really well. I like the stock tires on it. Um, I feel like they're for off-roading. They're good. You get nice flips out of it. It's so short. It does wheel stands and wheelies and all that just on 4S. It's, it's pretty great. Um, I think it's probably the best bang for your buck basher in that 4S, 6S range. Because if it's a 6S, then it comes in quite a bit less than uh, than anything else. You can get into the Creightons in that now. What is a uh, Arma Creighton run for? Uh, 6S is uh, $699 now. So 700 bucks. That's the EXB Creighton. That's the one-fifth. Never mind. That's one-fifth. I thought that seemed high. $599. So it's 150 bucks more, but you get like, you get a little bit better. You get a better vehicle with the arm, in my opinion, than the Kaiju, but it's quite a bit more. So if you've only got that 430 to spend, you don't have 600 and you're looking at the options, bang for your buck, it's a pretty sweet deal. Now, when that team associated rival MT8 comes out, 
we'll see how that fits into the mix uh, because that's a, a pretty good um, price at that as well. But you're you're getting plastic chassis and all that, which I don't find to be a problem. Um, you, you get a plastic chassis with the Traxxas as well, uh, where it's a Creighton and then you do get a metal chassis. But if they do the tub right, they can be very strong. So that hasn't been an issue. And I've stuffed it on the nose many times. <laughs> um, and it's, it's held up. The only thing that I've really had issue with is that upper, the stock upper arm I broke, which is just a plastic like wishbone shape. And I've replaced that and I haven't actually broke it again. It was a weird side hit. And I don't know if they've changed the plastics or what, but the new ones I haven't had issue with. And I I just ran it yesterday and, and tumbled quite a bit without any breakages. So uh could have been a fluke thing. I know it was something that people were having issue with, but um, I've replaced it and so far so good. Um, but it's been, it's been pretty reliable for me. And yeah, I just, it was fun. It just straight up fun the whole time I drove it. So, you got to look at fun factor for it. So there, it is 450 is what it's listed at on A-Main. Uh, BitGo Hobby, which uh, I know the guys there that run that. And it's reputable. And they've got it for, in fact, I went down and, and hung out with them in Indiana. Um, they've got the Kaiju. Let me just pull it up and make sure it's still. I, th- I thought I saw it. for Yeah, 429. From uh, BitGo Hobby for a one eight scale six S ready monster truck, and I always thought it looked weird in the pictures. I still think that the photos make the body and all that look weird, but uh, out running it and just in person, I actually really dig the styling of this truck a lot. So I don't know if like some of the angles look like they use a wide angle lens, which doesn't help with the proportions of of it at all. Um. But I feel like the video or the picture I just used on my um, YouTube make it look pretty sick. It's a pretty cool looking truck in my opinion. I like the look of the body. Very square. Um, so yeah. I'm looking on here on YouTube just to see. Just a quick pause. I, I just saw a video I need to to save that I want to watch about a monster truck build coming mini monster truck build. So that's cool. Um, still really digging the mini monster trucks. Going to have more of that coming. Um, as well to the channel. But uh, I think that's about it guys. We're going to wrap up here, answer the questions. Uh, we will have more stuff coming. Do have new parts available on my website. So if you're into mini stuff, that's all I've got are mini really parts. And I also do my garage sale stuff there. So I have um, a few vehicles or pull-off parts from new things that um, I'm posting for sale for people that might be looking for something. Um, I do have a few items on there uh, that I can ship out. And then I also have some CCXRC brass diff covers for the SCX24. They got the logo on it. It looks super cool with uh, the, the CCXRC logo. Speaking of all the lo- logo stuff, the stock, the, the the iconic, as I called it, version of the logo on the diff cover looks really, really cool. So excited to have those um, and have them on my trucks. Partly I wanted it just because I wanted it on my truck, but I had to buy 
in order to get it done, I had to buy a lot of them. And so I'm making them available uh, for purchase for anybody that wants to to represent and put a CCXRC diff cover on their vehicle. They are they are available now, and um, they sold. I sold a bunch of them the first day. So if you want them, get them while you can. And uh, I'll see about ordering more in the future when they do eventually sell out. But um, yeah, it's very it's been a lot of fun seeing how the store stuff works on the website. Just kind of testing it. Um, I realized that I don't want to become a, a full-fledged store. That's not really my thing, I don't think, uh, because it definitely took a lot of time to deal with all the, the packaging and the shipping and um, printing off all the orders. As you, you know, I spent hours doing it, and that's hours that I can't be doing videos and other content, which is what I really wanted to be doing when I got into all this in the first place. I'm trying to keep my trying to keep my focus on the media side of stuff with the podcast, the live streams, we're kicking those up, cranking them up this year, and then also the video content. So um, trying to keep it moving forward and showing this hobby for all that it is, which is a great time and a lot of fun. So thanks for tuning in, you guys. Um, I'm trying to think of what might be in the next one. We're definitely trying to ramp these up, keep it, you know, a couple of months hopefully every week we can get a podcast out there um and again just trying to ramp up all production levels all over the map and we'll see you guys next time have fun our sin.